What is really, really good? It's your boy Dells. We got episode six of the Patreon.com backslash DJ Dells exclusive podcast. Before we start, thank you very much for being a member. It means the world to me. I love doing these podcasts for you all, and I really dig this circle we got right here. It's a real tight-knit circle, and I hope this continues. I hope everyone continues to become a member, and I hope I keep delivering. So with that said, I'll go to some Q&A, and then we'll float around. I'm sure something will pop up that I would like to speak about. You know, I don't do any kind of script with this. It's kind of just right off the top of the head, so you get that natural reaction of what I got to say to you all. So with that said, let's get to Incognito. Shout out to Incognito. He writes, what would you say is the most underrated sneaker brand? The most underrated sneaker brand would have to be... Hmm. Let's see... I would definitely say Reebok is one. I can't give you just one. Because <laughs> I'd really have to put more than just a couple of seconds of thought. Uh, Reebok is definitely one. I feel like they deliver great shoes, classic models, really nice quality. So they would make the list. You made the list. <laughs> I also would say that Saucony is another one. They just deliver amazing quality and craftsmanship for an affordable price. And I just feel like they don't get the love that they deserve to get. I do feel, though, that in this year, in 2018, they just haven't been delivering what they did last year. And I hope that that changes because I love the brand. I mean, I do love the brand, but... If you look at last year versus this year, I haven't really seen much that's really been so amazing. You know, last year they had all these cool packs. They had the breakfast pack. They had my sneaker release. <laughs> but there was a lot of cool concepts. And I feel like this year it's not like that, you know. I, I feel like they're pushing a lot of like the newer models and we're getting less of a retro vibe that has some kind of clever concept to it. Maybe I'm not seeing what's releasing, but I'm trying to pay attention to everything that they put out because I'm a fan of the brand before I even got my sneaker deal. So, you know, it has nothing to do with me having the deal being like, oh, I love the brand, this, that, and the third, or else I wouldn't even say what I'm saying. You know, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Uh, that's what this is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. No holds barred. This year, they've been kind of quiet, and I hope that they start delivering that heat for our feet, because I want them to deliver. I really do, and it's a little disappointing that I still don't own one pair in 2018 that I feel like I needed to have, like, where it was like, oh my god, I gotta have this pair of Sockinis. I mean, we are in the end of April, and still nothing, in my opinion. I mean, there's been some little sprinkles. They had, like, a St. Patrick's Day sneaker, which was kind of cool. They had a Dunkin' Donuts shoe, but they put it on a new model, and 
I don't know about you guys, but with me, I want to see the old school models. I don't want to see a new school Sakini until I get a pair and throw them on my feet. I really just don't know. I mean, you know, I had one pair of the newer models and um, it was a cool pair of kicks. And maybe if it had a cool colorway, it would give me a different vibe. But it was more of a running shoe, you know. Uh, the Dunkin' Donuts one that came out sold very well. That's one thing I did notice because I did post links on my blog and over on my Twitter and then I noticed that it did sell out so that's good for the brand but you know I don't work for the brand so it doesn't put any money in my pocket I do appreciate them giving me that deal as I was saying but um I want but I would have rather them do something with that Dunkin Donut shoe on like a grid 9000 like that's what I would have rathered versus them pushing the new models. But I guess that's their agenda in 2018. They want to switch things up. It seems like they're really trying to go full force on the actual new models and do concepts with that. Like the St. Patty's Day one that released, which was a cool pair of kicks. And then the Dunkin' Donuts one versus them using the old models. Maybe that's their whole marketing plan for 2018. Let's do the collaborations with the new models versus the old models. People are going to always buy the old models. Let's really try to push the new ones. I, I have a feeling that's their whole goal for 2018, to push the new models. I mean, I mean, they have a bunch of new technology, so they're trying to push that. So, But I definitely would add that to the list right there. And also Fila. Fila puts out great quality shoes. I mean, they deliver great leather. You never really see any bad glue marks or anything like that. The suede is always nice. And I just don't get why more people are into Fila. And I think part of the problem, it's not a problem because as the brand, they're making money, is that some people connect Fila, like in this day and age, to like, cheap shoes you know i mean you could walk into sears and you'll see them on sale you know they sell them at sears so maybe that connection gives a bad taste to quote-unquote sneaker heads for the younger generation but you see when i was a kid fila was really dope like it was like popping and we wore fila we wore the fila jackets like it was really in style too it was really a thing in the 90s so to me I have a lot of love for Fila because that's what I wore as a kid. I wore more Fila and Reebok than any other brand. I didn't wear Jordans as a kid. I rarely wore Nikes. I wore Adidas. I got to add Adidas to there because I wore a lot of Adidas. I wore Adidas. I wore Reebok. I wore Fila. And I would wear Nike Air Force Ones every single spring. I would always buy a pair of white Air Force Ones once I became a teenager. It was kind of a tradition for me and my friends. Once the first day of spring hit, time to get a pair of white on white Air Force Ones. And we buy one pair. And sometimes we double up. You know, we were younger, so we didn't have the money like that. But, but we'd keep them so clean. Super clean. And even the Reebok leathers, we'd have them all white. And they were popping back then. And, man, we'd make sure them things were clean, hit it with the toothbrush every day because it was really important that they were crispy. You know, it was like if them things didn't look crispy, it was not a good look. So every day, you know, all of us 
know, we go to our homes, you know, and that would be one of the things you do, man. You go and you hit the sneaker on the sole. Make sure that shit is really nice and clean. So, um, Nike Air Force ones, all white ones, Uptowns, a lot of different nicknames, but that's another shoe I grew up with, but it's not a shoe that's overlooked, of course, you know, it's a classic, it's always been a classic, but um, growing up, that was definitely a major sneaker right there for me, <laughs> I just threw myself off, but um, yeah, Fila I grew up wearing, Adidas, Adidas I wore a lot, and Fila, those were three brands I wore a lot, but um, underrated shoes, but underrated sneaker brands, those are the ones that I definitely have to mention, and uh, let me know what brands you feel are underrated in the comments when you're listening to this podcast on Patreon. If you're, for some reason, listening to this outside of Patreon, make sure to join patreon.com backslash DJ Dells. You get four podcasts a month plus one giveaway. Last month, I ended up doing two giveaways. There was a surprise giveaway during one of the during a pop-up episode, I'm going to once in a while do that. So make sure you listen right away if you see one of them surprise episodes, because more than likely there will be a giveaway. And next we got from Graham Chung. He writes, um, how's my wife doing? Hope the results get better than expected for the fight. It could have been worse, we'll say that. It definitely could have been worse. And I appreciate everyone's prayers and thoughts and, you know, I mean... My wife means the world to me. I've known her for 13 years of my life. You know, she's my best friend. So it's really um, a real low blow, you know. But she's going to get through it. She's going to, she's a tough cookie, you know. She's going to get through it. So we're going to be fine. Once again, I appreciate everyone's prayers and thoughts and um, continue them prayers. We need them. (laughs) We definitely need them. It's a lot going on right now. You know, we got the baby that came into the world about two months ago and then this just hit us over the head out of nowhere so um definitely hit us with that rko we'll say that man but we're tough man my my family's tough you know so we're gonna we're gonna fight through this we're fighters here so let's get to the next question graham chung writes what do you think of wrestlemania okay me personally I think WrestleMania is way too long. It's way too long of a show. That's for one. I mean, it's like six and a half hours of wrestling is a little ridiculous. Well, I want to read what you're thinking about WrestleMania now in your comment. And then I'll interject with everything and agree, disagree, whatever. We'll see. He writes, I thought it was marginal. A lot of things made no sense. How does Japanese speaking heels work? Now, to answer that, we've had plenty of heels that didn't really speak much, if you really think about it. I don't know. It may work. we got to give it a chance first. You know, I was not a fan of it. I really wanted Nakamura to win, even though I am a bigger fan of AJ Styles. Like, to me, he's one of my favorite wrestlers right now in the current roster. Number one got to be Matt Hardy, because I just am so entertained by him, and I absolutely thought... That on Monday Night Raw, the whole promo with him, Bray Wyatt, and his brother, Brother Nero, was so great. And then the reaction you got from Finn Balor and Seth Rollins was, it was hysterical. 
it's probably the best promo I've seen out of WWE in so, so long. It was just great. And Bray Wyatt, it's like... He's reborn. He literally is reborn now. It's pretty exciting to see him on TV with Matt Hardy. And he's playing the act really well. I love it. I absolutely love it. But getting back to what we're talking about, I really feel like Nakamura should have won. I mean, they built him up in such a great way. And then they did this. Why didn't they just have AJ lose and then go to Raw? And then they could have had this whole faction with Finn Balor... Gallows and Anderson, and then they have AJ Styles now. They could have just formed that faction, you know? But instead, they had AJ win. As I said, as much as I'm a fan of AJ, I would have liked him to go to Raw. But if you remember, he said it on SmackDown. He's never leaving SmackDown. This is his house, or I forgot how he says it. And let's continue with what Graham wrote. He writes, AJ is a prime heel, prime heel material. I agree. I definitely agree, but I think that maybe he's selling so much merch now that they want to make him a babyface. I mean, that's just what they do. And he'll be a good babyface, but I agree. I would have rathered him a heel. I mean, he could be such a douchebag, and it works. I mean, you know, I'm sure AJ Styles, the actual person, is a fantastic person because I follow him on his Instagram. Seems to be a wonderful father to his kids, really into what they're doing, but I'm talking about the character here. He is such a arrogant prick that delivers in the ring. Like, he is such a 2018 version of, like, uh, Shawn Michaels, you know? I really think he's just amazing as a performer, you know? We'll see how it goes down. Then he writes, Asuka went out like a chump. I agree. What the heck was that at the end when she was, like, kissing her ass, kissing Charlotte's ass so much? Like, it was so stupid. I mean, Asuka's supposed to be this savage, and I understand her losing because she can't be undefeated forever, you know? And what better person to defeat her than Charlotte? If you look at the whole roster... I mean, I would have rather Charlotte beat her than them setting it up for Ronda Rousey to beat her. Charlotte is, she's a future Hall of Famer already. I mean, she is amazing in the ring. And she cuts great promos. If you remember in NXT, her promos were not as sharp as they are now. They definitely are a lot sharper now. Charlotte overall got the full package. I feel like this was the perfect way for her to lose her streak. Because she had to lose it eventually. But I was rooting for Asuka to get the title. I wanted Asuka to be the champ. Like, I really wanted Asuka to be the champ. And once again, just like with Nakamura, they build them up. They build them up right to where they could become champion and then knock them down. And I don't know why they didn't just have them both become champions this year. They should have done it. They really should have done it. It would have been a real great WrestleMania moment on both ends. But they didn't do that. They did not do that. The Nakamura heel thing, not a fan of it. Definitely not a fan of it. But I am a fan of Nakamura, and I feel like he will deliver. Even though, you know, a lot of people may be kind of nervous if this is going to work. Let's just root for him and hope he could deliver. I, I think it may work. I think it may work. And with Asuka, I don't know what the hell they're going to do with Asuka now. And I really dislike how she was, like, just so kissing Charlotte's ass. Once again, at the end, like, what the f- 
fuck was that? I keep forgetting I'm not on YouTube. What the fuck was that? I mean, that was fucking crazy, man. Just ridiculous. I tried to edit myself right there. You caught that? Yeah, that's my thoughts on it. Next, he writes, and gender. Why? Why? <laughs> Honestly, I don't understand why he want to. I mean, I don't get it, but... I had a feeling he was gonna, man. I really had a feeling he was gonna. I was saying he's gonna win. I don't get why they didn't let Rusev win. He has done so great this year. And then nothing. The people in the back, like the people that run WWE, they must not like Rusev because he's got to be bringing in a lot of money through merchandise. And they still don't give him a great WrestleMania moment. I mean, the whole night you hear people chanting, Rusev Day, Rusev Day. Even on the NXT event, they're chanting Rusev Day over there too. Like, what the fuck? You can't let this guy win? It's crazy to me. It's just so stupid. He gotta be selling so much merch. So much. And that NXT show was fantastic. If you didn't see it, I highly recommend you watching it. And then he writes... Why was a little kid allowed to be champion? I mean, come on. I was pissed. I thought it was funny. But, you see, I think a lot of people missed the whole concept of it. The concept was basically, he felt like he could be the champ by himself. But he needed a partner. So, that was his way of showing that he is a bad motherfucker. You know, like... Whatever, I'll just pick this kid, have him sitting at the ringside, and I'll just beat both of these dudes up. So that was the angle they were trying to get, but a lot of people missed that. Maybe he should have like put something out there more like that, but that's what I got from it. And I didn't mind the little kid being there. I definitely didn't. And I thought it was funny how they had to relinquish the titles because of his work schedule, because of school. I thought it was really funny, and... I wasn't mad at it. I wasn't mad at it. We've seen silly little things like that in WrestleMania through the years. And especially back in the days, the old school days. So it kind of gave an old school flair to me. But you were definitely not alone. There was tons of people that were like, what the fuck is this? Why is this little kid here? This is stupid. There was tons of people. I think there was more people like that than what I'm like. But um, I didn't mind that at all. Uh, I'm shocked that Roman Reigns lost. I mean, Brock Lesnar really winning again? Like, I was rooting for Roman Reigns, and I hate Roman Reigns. Not the person, the actual guy who plays Roman Reigns, but the character sucks. You know, it just it's a shitty character. He needs to just go fucking full-fledged heel and be a badass. And they need to have him have new music, too. Like, have him have some new music. Get that S.H.I.E.L.D. music out of here and save that for when the shield is together give him new music maybe even cut his hair give him a new look turn him heel i think that's what they should do i really think that's what they should do maybe not cut his hair because i think the girls may like that maybe put in a bun or something be a little douchey you know switch him up become a heel he needs to become a heel and I just can't believe that Brock is still the champion. I think it's pretty ridiculous. It really, really is. One thing I was definitely disappointed with also with WrestleMania is how they used Elias. Why did they not have him as a partner 
with Braun. That would have been great. They could have had a whole storyline going after WrestleMania. Instead, they had him crash during what John Cena thought was going to be the match with Undertaker, which ended up happening later on. But it just was awkward. It was not smooth. It just did not fall into place well. And it just went flat, in my opinion. I mean... It was terrible. It was really terrible. It was not a good look for Elias. And I think Elias is well-rounded, great personality, cuts great promos. I like when he does his songs mocking the cities he's in. And he's a good wrestler. So why don't they push him, you know? It's like, I just don't understand what WWE is thinking. But that was not a good look for Elias. And then we had the match eventually with... John Cena and The Undertaker. And I feel like maybe John Cena really wanted to face him before Undertaker retired. So basically, they made that happen. It was a quick, quick match. Undertaker looks old as hell. And as much as I love him, I'm over it. Like, I I really wanted him to have, like, a retirement match and just hang it up, you know? That had, like, that fake electric lightning going to the ring where his stuff was, and they were doing all types of virtual reality stuff going on, like when Oscar was coming in, and you see the masks and stuff like that. It looked kind of cool. I, mean, I wasn't wearing one of them face sets or whatever, headsets. I was just watching on my flat screen. It looked cool, you know, but that match was a dud in my opinion. I'm glad it was short, short and sweet. It's nice seeing The Undertaker, but his time has come. He was looked like he was wearing a weave or something like that. It looked like he was wearing a wig. Like, it's just that time, you know? It's time for him to hang it up. That's just my opinion. Some may disagree with me. That's my opinion. It's an opinion show. I'm going to give you my opinion, and um, that's why you guys tune in. I would assume you guys want to hear my damn opinion, so that's my thoughts. I'm trying to think... What I did like, I did like the Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor versus The Miz match. I thought that was one of the best matches of the night. Plus the Ronda Rousey, Kurt Angle versus Triple H and Steph McMahon. I thought that was another highlight of the night. And it was interesting seeing them doing the whole intergender thing where you seen Triple H going to give her the pedigree and they were actually going at it. it. It was very entertaining. I mean, there was a few spots that were a little sloppy, but we all got to remember Ronda Rousey is not a wrestler. There's a big difference between real fighting and fake fighting. And that's what we're watching. We're watching fake fighting. It's, it's like a, a dance. It's choreographed and all that stuff, but... It was a great match. I thought it was a lot of fun to watch. So those were some of my highlights. The Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn was uh, kind of boring. I get nervous watching Daniel Bryan, especially when he's like running from one side of the ring to the other one and jumping and leaping and doing all that crazy shit. I'm just worried that he's going to get hurt again. <laughs> he just, you know, he gets hurt a lot. So he's got to, you would think he's gonna change up his style his in-ring style but it seems like he's more aggressive than ever it's like an animal that's been locked in a cage finally is let out and it's just going fucking buck wild that's basically what you got there when it comes to daniel bryan wrestlemania wasn't terrible but it wasn't good it wasn't the worst but it was far from the best i'm just thinking now another cringe worthy 
point of WrestleMania was the Bludgeon Brothers. They are just so corny. It's like the Ascension 2.0 from the outfits to those stupid foam hammers. They got like these fake hammers. I really was hoping the Usos were going to win because I really dig the Usos. I love the new gimmick. At first, it was a little tough to swallow because I was just so used to the other way they were and, you know, them coming now like a bunch of thugs, but they ended up selling it. Like, they made me a believer. I like the Usos now and I really wanted them to win and the Bludgeon Brothers just kicked ass and just wiped them all over the floor of them in the new day and that was it. It was a wrap. But I just, I can't stand the way they look. It's like the Ascension. They might as well play the Ascension music when they walk down. I mean, that music's better than what they got as far as their theme music. Their outfits look corny. It looks like a Halloween outfit with the stupid hammers. I don't know why they couldn't just make them not so damn corny. So, like, that was one thing that was really just whack. It feels like there wasn't enough feel-good moments for WrestleMania. And WrestleMania is supposed to be flooded with that. And it just wasn't. I was happy about Matt Hardy winning the Royal Rumble. That was amazing. you know. And the whole thing with Bray Wyatt was fantastic. And we're going to move on. Enough with that. We're going to move on with WrestleMania. <laughs> we're going to get into some more questions. The next one I got is from Shinsei. He writes, when is the best time to visit New York? Any particular place you recommend visiting and stay and stay at? Uh, the best time to go to New York, in my opinion, is the spring. Right around this time is really the best time to be in New York, where it's not scorching hot and you're just dying out there. Like that heat is just banging on you. Because you got to remember, there's so many people in New York City, so it's like, if you got tons and tons of people and you mix that with you being all sweaty and hot, people smelling and it's just flooded with sweaty motherfuckers. It's just not a good time to go in the summertime unless you don't mind that shit. I mean, it's still popping in New York, but like I like the spring. I love the spring in New York. I think that's the best time to go to NYC. As far as places to go to, I mean, it all depends on what you like, you know. Feel free to hit me up if you ever are in New York. I'll definitely try to lead you in the right direction. He also writes, I always liked Animal and Hawk, the Legion of Doom, in the 80s. But when I saw them again in the early 2000s in WCW, it seemed different. Were they the same wrestlers? Yes, they were the same wrestlers. But, you know, it's just a different vibe. Even the theme music was different. I always was a big fan of them. Rest in peace to Hawk. Uh, you still can catch Animal at a lot of the wrestling conventions. I've seen him at a couple of them where he brings the um, actual, like, the shoulder pads with the big-ass spikes on them. And I'm pretty sure they're Hawks. And you could actually wear it and take a picture with him and all that good stuff. You know, he still looks pretty much the same, except he looks a little older. But he usually wears the face paint and all that stuff. But they were legendary, you know? They were amazing. When I was a kid, they were definitely one of my favorite tag teams, hands down. They were just absolutely incredible. I want to get back to NXT, because I mentioned that earlier with their uh, takeover special the night before wrestlemania i thought it was so good 
And the one match that I loved the most was the ladder match. I thought it was just just action-packed. There's so many crazy spots. I kind of knew Adam Cole was going to win because he really is so over with the crowd, the whole Bullet Club thing. People love him. But I got a question for all you wrestling fans out there. Do you think that he could actually be successful in the WWE? Me personally, I don't know if he would be successful in the WWE because he's so small of a guy. He is tiny. I mean, if you watch, compared to even EC3 and these other guys, man, he just looks really, really small. So I can't imagine him being as successful in WWE. If he was in the cruiserweights, maybe, but he's too big of a name and he's so damn popular. I think that if he would go to WWE, which he probably will eventually, he needs to bulk up. He needs to get his weight up, you know. Uh, maybe he needs some training or he needs to eat more or something because his size, when I just see him and even the guys he rolls with, they're just so much smaller than your EC3s, your Velveteen Dreams. And those guys could go to WWE right now. Is there room for them? No, I don't think there is. I personally think they need to just keep those guys in NXT and just build NXT as its own brand and not so much a place to develop talent before going to the main roster. If it's someone that really needs to go to the main roster because they're that big of a star, then so be it. EC3, I I kind of felt like he was ready to go to WWE. I was kind of shocked that he didn't go straight to the main roster because he's a great, great promo cutter, and he's he got the build. Plus, he's pretty good at wrestling. I mean, he sells well, and I think he got the total package. I've always liked watching EC3 over on TNA Impact or whatever the hell they call the damn brand nowadays because... I kind of stopped watching, but I've been watching a little bit again because I'm a big fan of Scott Steiner, and I love hearing what he got to say on the mic. He always says the most ridiculous stuff. To me, one of the best promo cutters ever, hands down, is Scott Steiner. He's He gives zero fucks. He just speaks his mind. He just cut a recent promo, and he's talking about millennials and all types of people with Eli Drake. He's cutting the promo against LEX, and... Um, it was really good, so definitely watch that on YouTube if you haven't yet. It's just funny when you hear him speak, because he just, he shoots, man. He just shoots from the hip and just doesn't give a fuck. Just goes in, but uh, the ladder match was awesome. They all did such a great, great job, and Adam Cole won, and I just see him with the title. He's just such a tiny dude, man, for wrestling, and he's good. He's good in the ring. But I'm just wondering, what's your thoughts on him as far as him going to the main roster? I mean, if he does go to the main roster, he's got to be maybe linked up with Finn Balor. Because Finn Balor is another dude that's just not that big in size. I'm, it sounds so... <laughs> pause. I hit the pause button. Pause, pause. Hey, yo. But you guys know what I'm talking about. But, like, Finn Balor is not... He's just not like the other dudes, man. They really look like wrestlers. I mean, Finn is cut up, and he wrestles his ass off. He's a great in-ring performer. I just um, I just noticed that there's a big change in 
a lot of these guys are coming in, and I think it's because a lot of the people in the indie circuit that are making a lot of noise, they're just not like some of um, what we're used to in the WWE that are just jacked, you know, they're tall, they're just jacked, you know, versus um, when you look at someone like Adam Cole and even like a Finn Balor, they're just small. I don't know how that's going to work. So I'm just definitely really curious about your opinions on that. And I do like the new belt. I think the belt looks dope. It definitely got like an old school retro look to it. Kind of looks like a boxing belt, which I like too. Because I, I'm a big fan of boxing. My father was actually a boxing coach. He used to travel all over the world. And that's how he met my mother. He was in New York. And then he met my mom at a party, and he ended up staying out there for a little bit. And um, his sister was friends with my mother, so after a while, they started, um, you know, getting together, we'll say. <laughs> Awkward. But uh, yeah, man, uh, my father was a boxing coach, so we always watched boxing as a kid. So that belt definitely reminds me of, like, the old school boxing belts. Even now, the boxing belts that are going on today. Speaking about boxing, what do you guys think about Floyd Mayweather? Do you think he will ever go into UFC or any kind of mixed martial arts and go against Conor McGregor? Do you think that will actually happen? Because he's been flirting on social media, showing little here's and there's throughout the past, I would say, three months of him training UFC. What do you think about that? Do you think it would do good? Do you think he wouldn't? I'm curious to hear your opinions. I don't underestimate Floyd Mayweather because he is very athletic, so I do not underestimate him. He seems like someone that's a hard trainer and that could pick things up real quick. You know, you've seen someone like CM Punk. He didn't do that great with his first debut match, but he always was, you know, doing fake fighting, we'll say. It's not real fighting versus someone like Floyd Mayweather who really is fighting. He's really punching and moving. And CM Punk, it's a lot of, as I like to say, fake fighting. Do I love wrestling? Of course I love it. But we got to keep in mind, as I was saying earlier, it's like a dance, you know? they It's all choreographed. So it's different than physicality where you're actually really trying to hurt someone, where you're really trying to knock the person down. Sometimes you got to have that instinct and that heart to really want to do that. Even though Floyd is mostly a defensive fighter, I think that's what makes him win so much. He's not really that knockout dude. He really isn't. He's more of a defensive guy where he you just can't hit him, you know? You just cannot get to him. So um, that's really a question I'd love to hear you guys answer is, what do you think about Floyd Mayweather? Do you think he could ever go into MMA, you know? Curious to hear your opinions on that. And what do you think about CM Punk coming back? He's supposed to be wrestling. He's supposed to be fighting someone named uh, Michael Jackson, I think his name is. <laughs> I don't know much about Michael Jackson. I don't watch much UFC, but I will watch that match. That's for damn sure. Next, we got from Graham Chung. He writes, last question, dot, 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 dot. Listen, don't feel like you can't leave a billion questions. This is all about interaction that's what's the great thing about the patreon i wish more members would leave questions but you're not pressured to you know we have more members than questions from different people but it's all good it's all love and um he writes what is my opinion on the off-white collection 
I think they're really nice. I love them all. I just strike out, to be honest with you. I've tried to pick up a few of them, but I just struck out. He writes, I think it's neat, and I definitely feel that it's art, and I appreciate the art of the sneaker. But on the flip side, as more and more people wear it, it does two things. For one, it wears terribly. I've seen pics of my off-white Air Max 90s, and I'm going to flip them for the Cause 4s. I definitely would. I, to me, the Cause 4s is a way, 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 way better sneaker than that one. I love the Cause 4s. I would have loved to score a pair of those, but I didn't have luck on that. I've said it once. I said it again, man. I think my luck has ran out throughout all the years when it comes to buying limited edition sneakers. And I'm a huge fan of Cause way before he had a sneaker deal for many, 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 many years. I've been wearing his t-shirts. I don't buy his art because it's a lot of money, but um, I love his t-shirts. I have old Supreme collabos he's done. Like, I rock with him, you know, so I really wanted that one, but had no luck. Uh, he also writes, secondly, as people wear different colors and models of the off-white collection, I personally feel it won't be as memorable as people believe. It at its best as a gallery piece more than worn and beat down. What are your feelings on the current hype and the future of the style and the wave, if you will? I mean, I like the direction. I think the direction's really dope. But, um, you know, there's two different ways to look at it. People wear their kicks and they don't give a damn what if they wear down. They're just like, fuck it. I'm going to wear them. I'm going to beat them to the ground. Then you have people that'll just wear it once in a blue moon just to floss and stunt and break some necks. Crack, crack. And then you have heads, you know, that look at it as a piece of art and they don't want to touch it. They just want to admire the artwork to it. I mean, like, I understand all the different lanes, you know, because to me it definitely does look like a piece of art. Especially like the Jordan ones that came out. How it was like the oversized swoosh that was kind of cut out. And it almost looks like it was pasted back on. And you know there's just a lot of elements to it. And it was really cool looking. But them damn things look sick on feet. They really do look sick on feet. So you know that's my opinion on it. I definitely dig them. And... I don't blame people for not wearing it and looking at it as a piece of art, but I don't blame people for just beating the crap out of them. Some of the models, man, they don't hold up very well. I have seen pictures on Instagram, so I definitely, definitely know what you're talking about. Next, we got from Jumpman James. He writes, Yo, Dells, please give us an update on your wife. Please let her know that we are thinking about her and hoping and praying for the best. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um... I got into a little bit earlier, and um, unfortunately, with my wife, she's going to have to go through radiation therapy five days a week for six weeks. Uh, that sucks, you know. I mean, I hate that she has to go through that. It really bothers me because I don't want her to go through that. I would rather go through that for her, you know. I wish I could just sit in that and take that for her. Like, if I could do that, I would, you know. I wish I could just trade places with her. It's frustrating because there's nothing I could do to help her. Like, this is one of the most frustrating times of my life where you see someone that you love to death and you just can't do nothing for her, you know? You just can't. She's got to do it by herself. I could be there. I could support, you know, being there for her. But 
I wish I could help her more, but it's in God's hands. There's nothing I can do about it. And uh, it's just, it's very, very frustrating. And I appreciate, once again, all your prayers, all the positive messages. And, you know, we appreciate it. It's really, really, really amazing, you know, to have you guys out there um, showing that love. We need that right now. He also writes, what can we do for you? How can we help support your cause and reach out and help a brother out? Honestly, there's really not much, man, because as I was saying, like, I can't even do really much except be there for her. I appreciate that, you know, but there's nothing really you guys could do right now. Um, really, there is. I mean, we've gotten some great help out there through family and friends because uh, it's been a little crazy being that she's been out of work. So I got to do double time and hustle hard just to get that money. We're getting through it, though. We're fine. I mean, we are fine. The only thing I need your help with, guys, is really just with what I do here, you know, on the Patreon, on my YouTube. Just try to share the videos, tell people, you know, check this out and let people know uh, just to grow my brand more. You know, that would be a great help because if it blows up more, it helps my family out more. So, but besides that, that's really... The one thing that you guys could do to help me, just, you know, once in a while, try to tweet something out or share a video on Facebook. If you know someone that you know would love the podcast, you know, just let them know personally. I really think you'll enjoy this. You should join this. And um, that definitely will help. Uh, next, he writes, please talk about the upcoming Jordan releases and which ones are you interested in? I am interested in, we'll say, hmm, I got the Shadow Ones today. They were really, really nice. And I did the review early. I was able to get the pair from a retailer and shoot it. So I was really impressed with the actual leather quality of it. So I really wanted it. It's not the most exciting colorway, but as I'm getting a little older, i got to say, I'm looking for those kind of colorways versus, you know, something big and bold. Um, I'm not super old, you know, I'm in my 30s, but I just, um, I like wearing stuff that's not as bright as what I used to wear. That's just me, though. I'm, I'm just like that. But don't get me wrong, I will wear a loud-ass pair of kicks, too, still, but the quality of it is really nice. And it impressed me because I just like seeing a nice leather on a pair of shoes. So I had to pick them up. So I did pick them up this morning and it was a pretty cool day. It was I met a bunch of people that watched the show. I had a good time at the mall running into so many different people. If you follow my Instagram, you would have seen um, me running into a gang of people and my Snapchat too. I think I posted on my Snapchat and I have a little video footage in the beginning. I ran into homeboy from Wildin' Out, um, the dude Beans. So um, he cut a little promo in the beginning for it. I should have interviewed him for kicking it. I don't know why I didn't. I just wasn't thinking. But he wanted my contact, so he's going to reach out to me. We'll probably do some kind of collab in the future because he's a big sneaker dude. So we'll see what's up in the future with Chico Bean, who's from Wildin' Out. On MTV. The next release is on my radar. Um, I can't think of many. I do want the Concords when those come out. I'm not really that interested in the cool grays. 
I did a video talking about that. Maybe the Prom Night 11s, but maybe not. You know what shoe I really need to get my hands on, which I never picked up, was those Midnight Blue Navy Jordan 11s. I need a pair of those in a size 9 or a size 9.5. I need to try to find me a pair of those. But um, I'm probably basically going to start digging in the past and trying to scoop up stuff that I passed on. And with everything going on right now, I really can't be picking up too many sneakers. Because as I said, uh, we got a lot going on in my family right now. And you know, I got a budget. I really, really got a budget right now. So that's really how it's going down with me with that. Jumpman James wrote more too. He wrote, the shadow ones are the one things that's on my radar, I have to admit. If the quality wasn't on point, I'd pass on them. Yes, me too. I mean... When I did the review, I was so impressed with them that I bought them. And that's really what it is now. And When you don't buy as many sneakers and it's to the point where you feel like you have to own that pair of shoes because you've seen them and you're like, wow, these are really, really nice. That's dope. You know, you really appreciate it more. Uh, I think buying sneakers all the time becomes a habit for a lot of people where they're like, oh, I got to buy this next pair. I got to buy this pair. I got to buy this pair. It, it's a bad habit. Uh, just like right now, the Yeezys that released. Everyone's going after those Yeezys. I, I'm not paying that kind of money for a pair of those shoes. I would rather, if I like that kind of style, which I don't dislike, I'm just going to wear the Monarchs or something like that or wear a different retro shoe. Today I wore the old Pippins, you know, the old Pippins. They're bulky. They got that old 90s vibe. There's other lanes. I'm not going to spend 300 and I think it's $350 for Kanye's new sneaker, nah, it's not happening, no way Jose, I mean, they look cool, some of the colorways on feet, the first one grew on me as far as when I seen people wearing them, I was like, you know what, these are actually kind of nice on feet, the color combination, but yes, they do look like some shoes you could have picked up at Walmart and made dope, it's just that right now, that bulky kind of look is in right now, me Personally, I like wearing retro Jordans or I'll wear a pair of Adidas Boost or a pair of Sacanies, a pair of the Fila's. I got the Mashburn Fila's I still need to wear that Fila sent me. Shout out to Fila. Uh, you know, the Jordan 3 Black Cements I've been wearing way too much. I need to chill because I'm going to beat them things to the ground and I need them to last. I didn't double up on them. I only got myself one pair, which is fine. It's better to have one pair than zero pairs, you know. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm more or less where I am with sneakers. I'm happy with what I got to make a long story longer. I'm just happy with what I got. I've been really into collecting Funko Pops lately. Uh, just I have so much fun with them because it's just something that brings me back to when I was a kid because it's almost like collecting comics. Except, you know, the story is already something you know. Instead of when you buy the comic book, you're reading it and whatnot. But you keep the comic after and it's a collector's item. But with these Funko Pops, it's a lot of stuff from back in the days. I picked up the new Tommy Boy uh, Funko Pop that I love. I love Tommy Boy. It's such a funny movie. I got the More Cowbell Saturday Night Live Funko Pop with Will Farrell. I'm a huge fan of Will Farrell, so I picked that one up. I always try to get all the wrestling Funko Pops. I got the 10-inch Star Wars Porg. It's like this enormous Porg, which is it's just fun. You know, I have fun 
collecting the Funko Pops. It's it's definitely something new, and I guess you could say I'm kind of a geek, you know, and I, that's fine. I mean, I geek out off shit like this. I, I love collecting things, so this is something that has helped me fade away from collecting so many sneakers, too. It's a lot cheaper. <laughs> It's a lot of fun. I got the Gollum from um, Lord of the Rings, the see-through one, which is super cool, which is um, a Barnes & Noble's exclusive, and I got the Pennywise from the It movie, The Chase recently. I, I have fun doing this. I, I enjoy collecting the Funko Pops, so um, it's something new that I've been doing for the past year or so, and it's helped me just chill out with buying so many sneakers because it kind of becomes a habit and even this Funko thing is becoming a habit. That's why I'm really trying to chill out and only get what I really, really want from my collection. And I'm still trying to figure out how to display these in a nicer way. I need to find like the right shelving so I can just fill my wall up properly with them so they'll look really nice. So my mic just died on me last night. So my mic died on me while I was recording and I just got back and bought myself a brand new one. It is Sunday, but I always promote that the podcast will be up on Saturday or Sunday and we are back. We are rocking kind of shitty. I had to spend money on a new damn mic, but I need a mic. So, you know, things break. I've had this one for a little bit, a little bit. How you doing? So we are back and rocking non-stopping. Trying to think what else we could talk about. We are closing into an hour. Uh, I think we touched a lot of great topics this week. I like the question about what brands I feel are underrated. As I'm looking at my Saucony shoe, I really, really enjoyed that question. I enjoyed them all, but that one was fantastic because it really just had me thinking and made the wheels turn and turn and turn. I feel like there's more brands that are slept on. I just can't think of them off top. But there's like one in particular that um, <clears throat> I think that people are sleeping on. I just can't put my finger on it. One brand that I really love wearing is Vans. I really have grown to love wearing Vans in the past four or five years. If I ever could do a collaboration with a new brand... I would like to do one with Vans, Reebok, Adidas, of course, but who knows if that would ever happen. Fila, I would like to do another Saucony collaboration, but I think that Saucony is just going in a whole new direction. As we were talking about earlier, how if you really look at this year, they totally are going somewhere else with it. Just pushing more of the newer models versus the older models and, you know... I'm not a fan of that. I think that's kind of whack. I think that they need to do it in an equal level. Like, even when you look at Saucony Originals Instagram, they just show, like, Saucony Jazz. No crazy colorways, just very plain Jane, and it's pretty boring. So, we'll see in the future. And uh, those definitely are some of the brands I'd love to do a collaboration with. I reached out to Reebok a bunch of times and tried pitching some ideas, and we've been back and forth i had a cool idea for an Allen iverson shoe and hopefully that will come to light eventually let's hope so you know because i definitely would love that to happen 
And I guess that's something that's an exclusive I've just mentioned here. You know, I've definitely been in talks with a few people at Reebok just pitching ideas, but it hasn't gotten too far. But I'm trying to do more sneaker designs. You know, I really enjoy doing the Saucony collaboration. It just sucks that they made them so damn limited. But, I mean, I'm still happy at the end of the day. I'd rather it be limited than just no shoe at all being available. I thought that was pretty cool that I got that. And um, that's a huge accomplishment, you know. A lot of people sometimes hate on me on YouTube. Like, give it up. You've been doing it for so long. Hang it up. But, you know, I just got a sneaker deal two years ago off of it. And I enjoy doing this stuff. There's people on the other side that like watching, in this case, listening with the podcast. Until people stop watching my YouTube videos and stop listening here, there's no reason for me to stop because I like doing this. I like entertaining people and I love sneakers. So why the hell would I stop? I don't care if YouTube sucks now compared to before as far as money-wise. I mean, I used to make a lot more money on YouTube. I used to make some pretty decent bank. It paid a lot of bills at one point. And I think at one point I was on top for just a moment. And then, you know, I wasn't no more, which is fine. You know, I mean, I want to be the most popular YouTuber, but nothing lasts forever. And there's others now, but the game has changed. And it's a young man's game where these younger dudes now are more into like, just lame shit, in my opinion. It's just not my wave, so I can't connect to being a hype beast where all I want to do is shoot videos of Supreme and Yeezys and stuff like that. Like, I like Fila. I do Fila reviews. People are hype on that shit, so it is what it is. I'm not going to change myself for views. That's never, ever going to happen. That's not my style. I am just me. I just want to be me and I'm at an age right now where I know myself when you know when you're in your teenage years your early 20s even to when you're 30 like when you're getting to 30 you're still trying to find yourself you learn more about yourself and I'm at the point in my life where I'm so confident with myself as far as not giving a fuck about impressing people and just being yourself and I feel like this is um a major key will say, just always be yourself, you know, and there's people out there that are going to connect with you, and there's people that aren't, and, and for the people that don't connect to you, I mean, it's no big deal, it, I mean, it doesn't mean fuck them, but it does mean fuck it, you know, <laughs> do you, be yourself, because that's when you will truly be happy when you are just being yourself 100% of the day, and not focused on trying to make everyone happy because once you start focusing on that in life in general it just it becomes more of um, I wouldn't say a struggle but it's just you're overworking yourself you're overworking your brain trying to make everyone fucking happy you know I'm not saying to go out there and be an asshole and say fuck the world but just um me and my advice to everyone just always focus on your family but at the same time, do you, be yourself. As long as you're not hurting anyone and trying to stay positive, you're good. Man. You're in a good place. You're in a good mindset. That's um, my opinion right there. For those that haven't picked up the newest Sneaker Attic t-shirts, definitely check them out over at 
ProWrestlingTees.com backslash DJ Dells. Definitely check out my t-shirts. They fit long. They fit true to size. They ship worldwide. And they are available in tank top, short sleeve, and long sleeve. I definitely got to thank everyone that's picked them up throughout the years. I mean, there's been so many people that's picked up multiple ones. And that's really cool. I love seeing it. I try to make the shirts where it connects to other stuff like Star Wars, wrestling, just like little hints of it just to just to brighten it up, you know, instead of it just being like the sneaker addict and bang, that's just it, you know. So I'm working on some new designs. I got a few ideas. I just got to get with some art people and make that thing happen. And hopefully um, in the next probably... Two or three months, I'm going to be honest with you. I'll probably have some new shirts up. I just, I got a lot going on right now. My time is limited, man. Like, I enjoy doing these podcasts. And I enjoy everyone out there that enjoys this. Like, you know, I don't even know if that made sense. But you guys know what the hell I'm saying. It's tough talking by yourself for an hour. Even though it's kind of like I'm talking with you guys. Because you're delivering the questions. It's almost like you're a co-host. You know, besides being producers of the show, you're also co-host because you're delivering the questions my way, which is a lot, a lot of fun. If you're listening to this outside of Patreon, make sure you join Patreon. $5 a month gets you a podcast every single week, plus you're entered into a monthly giveaway. We don't have a ton of members here, so there's a good chance you will win. I really pay attention to the people that are very interactive on the channel, so... I feel like by the time the month's over, I'm able to give away what you guys like. You know, um, the last giveaway I did was for Jumpman James, and he really enjoyed it. He seemed to enjoy it because I paid attention to what he liked. He answered questions about the Ready Player One movie, so I gave him a limited edition Funko Pop. I hit him off with a pair of socks that never released from my actual Saucony collaboration that... You know, no one has, and it was just a sample that I had made, and he got that, because I know he has the shoes, plus I gave him some other stuff, some lace, shoelaces, and I think cleaner, I forgot exactly, I tried to put together a mixture of all different type of things, but um, he seemed to really enjoy the how I personalized it, and that's how I'm going to plan on doing all the giveaways when it comes to the end of the month giveaway, I really like the interaction because I have an idea of what you guys like. You know, I pay attention to what you guys are saying. You're asking the questions. We're actually really interactive. So it's really cool and I really love it. I absolutely love the shit. So if you are listening outside, once again, make sure to join patreon.com backslash DJ Dells. Patreon.com backslash DJ Dells. Support the channel. Support the movement. And thank you once again for tuning in to episode 6 of the DJ Dell's Patreon exclusive podcast. New York City, it's about that time. D187 Hood Radio with your boy DJ Dell's Strictly for the Streets. Deaf DJs is in the building. Got a crazy, crazy show for y'all today. Gonna get right into it. We do not got a lot of time. We got a lot of guests in the building, so let's get right into it. First we have from MTV's hit show, Wildin' Out. Atheon Crockett. Give it up for Atheon Crockett. What's going on, bro? What's up, fam, man? I appreciate you having me down here, DJ Dells. Yo, y'all keep copping this mixtape, man. Atheon Crockett, thank y'all for supporting Wildin' Out. I'm in the building right now. Okay, okay, okay. Next, we got 
It's an honor to have this man in the building today. We have Jay Z. What's going on, Jay? Hey, yo, what's poppin'? You know what I'm saying? Came to support my man, AP Uncracking. You know, I'm president of Def Jam now. I'm looking for artists and fit the criteria right now. He's spitting. That's what's up. That's what's up. And now we're going to do things a little differently today on the show. I'm going to pass the mic. And I'm going to have my guest host today take over the show. I'm just going to play the music. Anything goes. It's going to be a crazy one today, New York. Get ready. Give it up for Chris Rock. Give it up for Chris Rock, y'all. Come up, on. Chris? Come on, man. Come on, man. Tired, tired of hosting, man. They want me to host the Oscars this year. So I'm hosting a fucking mixtape. Ah, come on, man. Calling me, man. Be calling me, man. Be calling. Okay, okay. Before I pass this mic to my homeboy Chris right here, I'm gonna introduce the first song for today's show. We're gonna get into some new music from Avion Crockett. He's also an MC. He's not only a comedian. So let's get into it. New York City. Let's go. DJ Dell strictly for the yeah. streets. D187 on Let's go. Come on. I sneak in rooms in ninja shoes Put my fist in your jewels till my wrist is cool I don't do interviews, I ain't into news And I ain't into dudes, I injure dudes I'll put you on an island and send you food Make your fam visit you in inner tubes <laughs> Can't recall why I've been this rude For the past few years, all I hear is what things you do Cause my back's all cracked and my ribs is bruised And it's blood in the seams of my tennis shoes But yo, DJ I ain't Dan. even got a friend with tools I just go to God and pray and bend the rules. I ain't human, I'm a spirit that was sent to you. I could even stop a bullet that was meant for you. But instead, I let it do what it was meant to do. Let you lose with bullets in your ventricles. When I say these MCs, all the folks gon' know, A-Fat. All the folks gon' know, A-Fat. Pop that collar, then I show your brain. Hot hip-hop is what I will remain. More than a hustle, I'm the definition of it. I'm just bullshitting hoes, showing love, kid. <laughs> My man right That's here. That's right. Check it. Let's go. DJ Dells. Lord forgive him. He chasing at the Porsche. Swimming in awesome rhythms and forces. DJ Dells. See, hold on. Stop the music. Yo, yo, yo. I be saying some real shit. You know what I'm saying? I said, he chasing at the Porsche. Swimming in awesome rhythms with faucets in them. By that, I mean flows. See, faucets is like water flowing. You know what I'm saying? Flows. That, that equivalates to raps. And awesome rhythms is beats. <laughs> Yo, you gotta let the Latin breathe, son. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 